You're listening to a message from Pastor Jack Holt at the River. Listen, today I want you to get ready to be impacted with a word that I believe will help us overcome in 2021 like we've never overcome. Amen. But let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. I'm asking, Lord, that you would speak to our heart, that you would invade our hearts with your power, and you would reveal your will and your purpose to us. Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for encouraging your people. And Lord, I give you praise for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Go ahead and be seated, everybody. Well, this morning I've entitled this message, Miracles in the Making. But what I really want to say to you today is simply this, that I believe that today many of you are going to be able to overcome and succeed in areas that in the past you have not been able to succeed in. And I'll even go further with this. You not only are going to be able to do that, you're, you're also going to be able to succeed in areas in your life that you didn't even dream about were even possible. Now, that should be getting you excited at this point. Amen? I want you to turn to your neighbor right now and say this to him. I believe you're going to succeed in areas that you have failed at. Now turn to your neighbor that you really just tolerate and say it to him. I believe I will succeed in areas that I failed at. And then give God praise, everybody. Come on, give him praise. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to turn with me, if you would, over to Luke's Gospel, chapter 5, or watch it on the screen either way. I want to take this particular miracle to show you some things that I believe will help you succeed in areas that you have not succeeded before in your life. Luke chapter 1, or 5, verse 1, it says this. So it was as the multitudes pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gethsemane and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and he taught the multitude from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets were breaking. So then they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats. Make a note of that, both boats. So that they began to sink. Hallelujah. I know that most people know this particular story, but what I think is unusual about it is in this particular story, we learn something about Jesus that's unique. Is Jesus shows up and preaches to people that weren't planning on hearing a message that day. Peter and the crew were out fishing. They weren't planning on going to church that day. It's just like many of you maybe weren't planning on being in church today. But they heard this word that Jesus preached and Jesus asked to use the boat to preach off and so I don't know how long he preached to him but this is Peter and this is his crew 
And Jesus asked them to do something that's very striking. He says, I want you to let out your nets into the deep, not the shallows, and I want you to, to do this during the day. The fishermen in those days knew that at night is the way you fished because then the fish couldn't see the nets. And they fished in the shallows, not in the deep, because in the shallows, that's where all the rivers and so forth would come into the lake, and that's where all the fish are and so forth. And so Jesus is asking them to do something that is really contrary to what they are used to and really from experience they knew you just can't catch fish of any magnitude the way that Jesus was asking him to do it and what I like in the story is that the boats were so filled up with fish that they both begin to sink I used to always think the reason why I called the other boat is because they had such a big catch they had to share it with them but both boats were sinking can you imagine that day looking out of the shore and, and seeing these two boats and the fishermen with buckets throwing water out of the boat trying to get the boat to shore because of all the fish they had drawn in it's a beautiful miracle but it shows you something it shows you that even when you're not supposed to be blessed God will bless you and some of you are here today you weren't supposed to get better but you got better you weren't supposed to prosper, but you prospered. You weren't supposed to go over the top, but you did. You weren't supposed to, to, to overcome that mountain, but you did. The doctor said you'd never get over it, and you got over it. The doctor said it wouldn't work, but it worked. You weren't supposed to do it, praise God. But the power of God began to change you and transform you in your life. And that's what I wanted you to see from this story, that a lot of times the Lord will minister to us in a way that will supersede and go beyond what is normal for us in our lives. And what I want to encourage you to do is right now, I want you to dare to believe in times of need. Say it with me, I'm going to dare to believe in my time of need. And it may look like you're not going to make it. It may look like there's no supplies. It may look like you're never going to get blessed. But God is good at blessing you when you're not supposed to be blessed. Seeing you overcome when all the odds are against you. As long as you follow his word, God will in fact do that for you in your life and bring to pass a great blessing and a great blessing of recovery and deliverance and setting you free, praise God, in your life. Amen. Those that love Jesus said amen. It's powerful. It's powerful. Did you ever notice that a lot of the miracles in the Bible are all done during a time that was not convenient or it was the worst time in the world to have this happen? I remember when God told Joshua to take the three to four million people in the promised land, he told him to do it at a time was flood season in the Jordan. In other words, it's the worst time in the world to try to cross over a river, but God asked him to do it in the worst time amen and when the priest touched the waters you remember the waters backed up all the way back to the city of Adam praise God sometimes God doesn't want it to be a convenient time he doesn't want it to be a normal time and I'm telling you this because a lot of people are saying this is the norm COVID no it's not God's willing to do something extraordinary in our time, in our generation, in this place today. Amen? 
but you got to believe for it you got to see it you got to receive it and so God the thing about Peter he walked on the water not not on a day that that the lake was calm and the sun was out and the birds were chirping he walked on the water when the waves were, were raging. They were swamping the boat. That's when he walked on the water. And you go through the Bible, and one, one of the stories I like the most is God took some people in Malachi that didn't have money, enough money to pay their mortgage. They didn't have mo enough money to go to the grocery store. They didn't have money for their gifts, for their children. And he said, I'll tell you what I want you to do right now. I want you to bring the whole tithe in and I'm gonna open up a window of heaven for you that is so great that you're not gonna have room enough to contain it. In fact, you're gonna have to build more barns because I'm gonna bring you that level of increase in your life. And then to make matters even greater, he said this, and I'm also gonna rebuke the devourer. Do you know what that means? In other words, the fear of what might happen the next year of the locust, he was gonna remove that. The fear that that cancer's coming back, God wants to remove it. The fear that you're gonna go broke, God wants to remove it. The fear that you're gonna, your marriage's gonna fail again, God's gonna remove it. God doesn't just want to bless us. God wants to bless us from the future fears that enable us and come against us in our lives. God wants you to prevail. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so when we look at this message, understand something. God is telling you this year that he wants you to be able to do things that you have not wanted before and dream in things that you've never even dreamed about before. That anointing is in the church today for 2021, not 2019, not 2018, but 2021. It may not look like it. It may not feel like it. It may be the worst time of ever ever in our economy but the rest of the but the bible is clear that god wants us to walk on the water god wants us to go to the river jordan to the to the promised land god wants us to remove the mountains cause the walls of jericho to fall down shout unto god with a voice of triumph give god praise sing to the glory of god that's what god wants all of us to do hallelujah am I the only one in this house that's got this I'm telling you there's power in this I want you to say this out loud God's going to bless me even when he's not supposed to God's going to give me increase even when there's no increase seen God's going to give me victory even when no one's talking victory come on come on come on come on Man, there's power in this. You know, one of the miracles in the Bible I like so much is when the first miracle Jesus did, it was turning the water into wine. And, and Jesus didn't do that so we'd be wine bibbers. He did that for something, a very specific reason. And someone had actually calculated how much extra wine he had made out of the water. And they calculated it would be 900 and eight bottles of wine because each one of the jugs was 20 to 30 gallons of water and there were six of them uh, they were for ceremony in the, in, the, in the temple which is another message but that's a lot of extra wine isn't it? But, but what's the purpose of the wine? the wine it says is symbolic of joy 
Did you hear me? Jesus' ministry was to produce joy. And the joy had run out at the wedding feast and God supernaturally provided for the rest. God has a level of joy that's so substantial in your life, it'll change your life forever. And uh, let, me, let me show it to you from this standpoint. You remember it was a day before Jesus died on the cross. He told his disciples, he said this, he said, listen, when you see me again, you will rejoice and you will be like a woman that just had a baby. You're gonna forget about the sorrow you went through and you're gonna rejoice after you see me. And then he made this remarkable statement. He said, no one will be able to take that joy from you. I want you to make a mental note of this. Joy is the offspring of victory. Joy is the offspring of success. Joy is the offspring of putting the devil under our feet. Joy is the offspring of victory where we bring to, to its knees the enemy that comes against us. That's joy. That's joy. And he said, when I rose from the dead, no one's going to be able to take your joy because I'm the one that defeated the devil. I'm the one that sat down on high. And I'm the one that, that Satan is under my feet. And because I can't fail, your victory can't fail. And if your victory can't fail your joy can't fail and if your joy can't fail your victory can't fail and now uh, come on church my victory can't fail it can't fail because I got the joy of the Lord wow think about the power in this that's why the Bible says to count it all joy when you fall into trials when you count it's never subtraction, it is addition. In other words, when you count it all joy, you begin to count up all the promises you get to believe for. You begin to count up all the things God said he'll do in this trial. You begin to count it up and your joy gets fuller and fuller and fuller and fuller until the manifestation comes and your joy is made full. He didn't say when you get into trials, feel worse about it, get depressed about it, cry about it, moan about it. He said, count it all joy because the joy Joy is the offspring of victory cannot be taken from us as a church hallelujah or from your family from your relatives come on you can't be taken from you wow when I saw that I got so excited because I really feel that in 2021, the level of praise is going to increase in the church in a level that miracles just happen because of praise. Faith is going to be ignited. People are going to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. People are going to dance unto the Lord. Hallelujah. They're going to rejoice and thank God. And God is going to indiscriminately do this and do that. And even when they got delivered, they're going to say, hey, I was delivered to this two, two, and two, and two. God keeps adding praise God. That's why I'm so excited about 2021. There's a breakthrough that's on the crest. There's a breakthrough that is birthing in my spirit, that is birthing within the church. And it's inside of you because God told me to tell you that you're going to win where you haven't won before. You're going to succeed where you failed before. You're going to overcome where you haven't won before. Come on, church. If you believe that, say hallelujah. I'm a winner. 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 Man, 
I tell you what, when you get that into your heart, it begins to transform you and begins to ignite you. There's something about faith once it's birthed, it will transform your life. The Bible says that Jesus came to fulfill Scripture. What does it mean to fulfill Scripture? It's the same, it's the same as fulfilling a prescription. When you go to the grocery store to get a, or drugstore to get a prescription fulfilled, once they get it all together and put it in the bottle and give it to you, that is fulfilled. Now you're ready to take it. All the promises of God are ready to take. All the blessings of God are ready to receive. Healing is in the word. Prosperity is in the word. All we gotta do is take the prescription of what Jesus fulfilled on the cross that by his stripes we're healed. He was bruised for our iniquity and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. And he was made a curse under the law so that we could be set free from financial problems. From Come on, church. Church. do you understand this this to me is something that just really ignites and really changes you one of the things that I have found is simply this I'm not living anymore in the same place I lived before Christ I don't live there anymore. God came to free me from condemnation. God came to free me from guilt. God came to free me from shame. And I want to tell you in 2021, you don't live there anymore. You've moved out. You're in a new place in God. There is no fear. There is no condemnation. There is no being ashamed because you are a child of God that has been delivered by the power of God. And we ought to be thanking God we ought to be rejoicing with God we ought to be thanking him that Lord I'm no longer living in the same place I was before I met you I'm in a house with you Lord and I rejoice in it in Jesus mighty name hallelujah I said hallelujah I said hallelujah turn your neighbor right now and said the pastor is preaching what I told him you needed Hallelujah, Jesus. Now, I want to show you another incident here that I believe will really impact you. It's in John's Gospel, and it's a story of a man that was at the Pool of Bethesda that had been there for 38 years. And during this time period, the waters were stirred by an angel, and the first one that got in was healed. And he had been there 38 years, and every time it was his turn, someone else cut in before him. You ever feel like you've been cut out of your turn? You ever, you ever feel like, it's my turn, how come I'm not getting it? It's my turn, how come I've missed that? It's my turn, how come I missed that, that deliverance? It's my turn, it's my turn, it's my turn. You ever feel like you've missed out on that? Why is someone else getting it and I'm not getting it? Why is someone else happening and not happening to me? I'm telling you today that God's gonna teach us how so that we don't miss our turn, how to be blessed. And I like what Jesus said to him. He said this, and he, well, let me describe it to you this way. Listen, if, if you were an individual and you were gonna do something spectacular and you needed this miracle, but yet every time that you stepped in to get it, someone cut in before you, it would be very frustrating. 
Oh, I'm on my, my, my second marriage. It's as bad as my first. On my, well, how come Pastor Jack married one woman? She's been with him for all these years. She's like an angel. Why come I keep missing? But it, this would be a good time to keep it real quiet. Say amen. <laughs> but you ever feel like you missed your turn? Man, I should have got that promotion. I should have got that. Should have had that happen to me. Why did I miss that? How did I miss it? Jesus said this to him. He said, do you want to be made well? And what was his response? I can't. I need someone to help me in the water. In other words, his response indicated that he was trusting in other people rather than trusting in God alone. That's one of the reasons why we miss our turn. We trust in culture. We trust in science. We trust in our doctors. We, we trust in our democracy. And we don't trust in God. It doesn't matter whether it's Republican or a Democrat in office. We got to put our trust in God. What America needs in parties what they need is born again devil casting out devil thumping believers that'll stand up and declare what the works of the Lord is and not draw back and believe God for the breakthrough in their life that's what we need in America but he said Lord I can't do it I need someone to help his issue was he didn't trust in God. Look at this verse in Psalms. Put it on the screen if you would. Psalms. Quick, 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 quick. My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. Praise God for doctors. Praise God for all the different people we have that help and whatever. But our faith needs to be in God alone, him alone. He's my healer. He's my conqueror. He's my vision maker. He's the one. We can't trust in everything else. We got to trust in God. Think about everybody that gets upset when they have all these dislikes on their Facebook. Oh, I got a dislike. So what? I don't care what they write about me in a post. I don't care if I'm on their like or their dislikes. It don't make any difference. What makes a difference is Jesus Christ. I want him to be in the center of my life. He's the one that matters. Not what people think. Not what people say. Not what people are imagining. It's what Christ says. God alone. God alone. God alone is the one. He's the one that makes the difference. And he's the one that'll bring the blessing across in your life in a supernatural way. I'm gonna give you some revelation right now that'll really help you. There's a reason why this man, every time it was his turn, someone else cut in before him. And the reason why is there were thoughts in his mind that held him captive. Let me say this again. There are thoughts in your mind that hold you captive. There are thoughts in your mind that prevent your future. There are thoughts in your mind that prevent the breakthroughs that God has for you. There are thoughts, the Bible says, to cast 
down every thought with what? The word, so that none of those thoughts will hold you captive. We need to hold our thoughts captive by the word of God and not be captured by the enemy. Some of you here were told when you were younger you couldn't do that and that thought has held you captive. Or you're not worth it. That thought has held you captive. Or you're just not good enough. That thought has held you captive. Or it's just not time for me. I'm just maybe when I get more spiritual, that thought has held you captive captive but I'm giving you a word from the Lord this morning that's going to fill that up and cast that out so that you're no longer aha, you're no longer held captive by that and you're blessed beyond measure this man had a disability in his life he had a disability he couldn't walk. He couldn't do what he needed to do. Whenever a thought holds you captive, it will disable you. It'll make you unable to do what God called you to do. It'll make you unable to be the husband you need to be or the wife that you need to be. But I'm telling you today that the word of the Lord says this to you, that God today is going to drive out those words that have held you captive. There's going to be a push in the spirit, a push in power, a push in the anointing, and God is going to dis able those thoughts that have been holding you captive because this is your day this is the day that the Lord has made this is the day that God's going to give you a breakthrough this is the day you're going to see where you didn't see before this is the day where it's the last time you'll fight that battle and not win you're going to win over that battle like you never won before this is the day man there's power in this and it will transform you and bless you in a great way. Now listen to me carefully. I want to describe this to you. And if you get the revelation of this, you'll be forever changed. Are you ready for this? This is so powerful. It's so life-changing. The Bible said the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Oh, I need some volunteers. Jim, come up here. Tracy, Joyce, get up here right now do a line do it just do a line real quick 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 Angie Corey get up here quick 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 stand in front of Joyce right there just in a line stand in line he said the last shall be first and the first shall be last so the last guy is up first now now watch watch who's next you're next you're next you're next you can sit down you're next being healed you're next stand up with me everybody stand up right now you're next you're next you're next you're next you're next to be healed you're next to be delivered you're next to be set free you're next to get strength you're next to go over the top you're next to have a dream you're next to have a vision you are next hallelujah next you're next. You're next. Woo! Woo! You're next. You're next. You're not in the back of the line. You're in the front. You're next. So often I'd be in a service and say, Lord, I wish that was me. No, I'm next. I'm next. 
Whatever you've been dealing with in your life right now, I want you to go home with this revelation from God that you are next. You're not second. You're not third. You're not fourth. You're not fifth. You are next. You're the next one that God's spirit will touch you. You're the next one that you're going to feel the power of God rush through you. You're the next one where the joy of the Lord is going to get on your feet. You're the next one where the sugar is going to start to shout unto the Lord. You're the next one where the power of God's going to touch you. You're the next one that won't be able to contain it. You're the next one that's going to lose control. You're the next. Hallelujah. Woo! Yes. You know, Jesus, he doesn't just deliver. He does more than that. He told the man, he said, take up your bed and walk. He didn't just say, get up and walk. He said, no, I want you to take up your bed so that years later, when the devil tries to put it back on you, you'll say, no walker for me, no wheelchair for me, because God took me to take up my bed and walk. We need to throw over our shoulder what has, come on, disabled us, and we need to carry it. Say, I'll no longer be disabled by this. I carry it, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. I'll never be defeated. I'll never be broke again. I'll never be sick again come on church come on give him praise give him praise like I said the first service I'm not supposed to preach this on Sunday especially the last week when we're all tired out and caffeine hasn't kicked in but I'm inspired by the Holy Ghost I'm inspired by the Holy Ghost yes and I'm telling you this today because I'm going to ask you to do things that seem impossible, things that you've never done before. I'm going to ask you to do things that are going to blow your mind this year. And I want you to be ready and know that I have the power. I have Christ. And I am next in line for a promotion. I am next in line for a blessing. Thanks for listening today. For more messages like this one, check out our podcast, River App, and our website at theriver.church. We're the river, and we're doing life together.